Tonight, we are continuing our 167 series. Everybody say 167. So actually, 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 let me change that up. This is actually is not a series. Actually, this is something that we're going to be talking about throughout the whole year. And hopefully it will be something that we grasp for a lifetime, something we take on for a lifetime. Because here's here's why we're talking about the 167. Here's why this is really important with us. Um, So in our lives, in a week's time, there are 168 hours in a week. When we come here to church together on a Wednesday night, that's roughly one of those hours. We want to try to build a foundation of your li- in your life, in your faith, in your time here at Emerge, so the rest of your life outside of a Wednesday night, the rest of the 167, you begin to live out your faith. And so I, I, we firmly believe that your faith should not just be confined, confined to a church service, to a moment, to a Wednesday or to a Sunday. So your, your worship life should not be set just right here, what we just did. Your prayer life should not be consistent in just this one hour. The word, your community with, with great friends and great godly people should not just consist in this one hour. We got to live it out the rest of the 167. So that's what we're all about this year. That's what we're pushing. That's what we're challenging. And that's what we want to build ourselves. And that's what we want you guys to take on as well. So we talked about this last week. Well, actually not last week. Two weeks ago, we talked about this. We talked about putting our priorities over our emotions. Because we talked about a lot of times, especially in our world and currently in our gener- generation, we, we live a lot by our emotions. What, what we get emotional about or, or what, um, what takes place or what we feel like should be right. But if we are people of faith, we live by this right here. This is the Bible. This is word of God. This is what we believe that God spoke to us and gave to us to live by in our lives. So a lot of times our emotions will tell us something that, different than what the word of God has told us. And a lot of times we'll live by our emotions, not by our priorities. And our priority is the word of God. And we want to encourage you to live by your priorities, not just by your emotions. Because the Bible even says, God says that your heart will lie to you. A lot of us are driven and we live by what our heart says. We, we've gone, we've watched too many Disney movies and they always say, oh, follow your heart. It's a lie, people. Don't do what Disney says. It's cute. I love it. Aladdin's my favorite movie. But don't do what it says because don't follow your heart because your heart will lie to you. So we talked about our priorities over our our emotions. And then if you remember two weeks ago, we also said this, that our game has got to travel. Anybody here play sports? Maybe you play basketball. Maybe you play football, uh, uh, rugby, soccer, um, baseball. Yeah, yeah, maybe softball. I'm sorry. Can't forget my ladies. Um, I don't know, maybe there's, there's many other wonderful sports that you guys play. Um, so what, we, what we're trying to say when our game has to travel is what we're saying is like, we can be really good on our home court. We can be really talented. We can be really excellent on our home court. And right here in this room, this is our home court. But what we want to challenge you guys to do is our game has to travel from our home court to the rest of our lives. It's got to travel. It's got to carry over from what we talk about here on a Wednesday night to the rest of our lives. And so we, if we're, everything we do here has to travel if we're going to make a difference. So who remember here remembers? Any, who are, if you're in middle school, raise your hand. Any of our middle school, 6th, 7th, 7th, 8th graders? All right. So I remember back when I was in middle school. That was a long time ago, just so you guys know. Back when I was in middle school, 
we used to have school dances. You guys, well, actually, you probably haven't this year, but we used to have these school dances. Anybody like going to the school dances? No, just me. Oh, I love the school dances. They were awesome. Like, I had, I had the dance moves. I was good. Like, I would pop lock in. Like, I was, man, I was, actually, no, I was terrible. But I would try to have fun. And, and so, so in that moment in your life, you're at the height of all of your insecurities, right? You're, you're growing up, you're aging, you're getting older, and very, our middle schoolers are very mature here. And you're, you're growing up, you're maturing, you're getting older, you're, you start to get hair in your armpits, it's really weird. Uh, and so you, you, you go, and so I went to this middle school dance, and actually I was kind of new to this town. I, I, moved, I moved when I was in seventh grade to this whole new town, to this whole new place, and I was a new kid at the school, and it was like my first real middle school dance, and I was pumped about it. You guys, like I wore everything that I thought was cool, like I was at the height of fashion. And you gotta imagine me as a middle schooler, I was four foot nothing, and I probably weighed like 85 pounds, maybe, dripping wet. And so like I was at the height of all my insecurities. I was probably one of the smallest people there. And it was at this middle school day. I was wearing my coolest outfit. You guys, I had these pleated acid wash jeans. Oh man, they were awesome. You guys, you don't even know. If I could still pull it off, I would do it tonight. I had these jeans. I had, I wore, you guys, I wore a silk shirt. Now, if the ladies don't crawl, come crawling to you when you're wearing your silk shirt and your pleated jeans, something's wrong with you. I had my, my hair just parted when I had hair. It was parted all right down the middle, to the side, not to the middle, that's weird, to the side. Um, I, was, I, I had a lot of hair then, actually, and, and man, I was looking good. had my jeans. Oh, I had my Nike Force high tops on. Oh, you guys, you don't even know. I knew fashion and style. I knew all about it. And so, so here's the moment. Um, I've actually heard about some of the, the school dances uh, that go on, like where we're in our community, and it's like, nobody really dance. Everybody just runs around, and it's stupid. So, but that wasn't that way at my school. My school, people would dance. And then around, it, it never failed, because this was the best part of the night, the slow dance would come along. Right? Do they still do that at school? They still do the slow dance? And if you, if you remember the slow dance, uh, and so it, it, I, I, there was this girl. I, I kind of liked her. She kind of liked me. She was very cute, right? And, and so, and if you remember the middle school slow dance, your hands are kind of on her hips. Her hands are around your neck or some, your hands or shoulders, something like that. And you basically slow turn in a circle right? Middle school slow dance, right? And so we're middle school slow dancing, and like, you kind of, you keep a distance, right? Because it's weird, it's awkward, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, Middle school slow dance, and then all of a sudden, the song that's playing for our middle school dance, I want to spend the rest of my life with you by my side forever and ever, right? So that's the song that's playing, and I'm, I'm like, I'm into it, you guys. I'm in love. I'm in middle school love. And I'm, I'm, actually, I'm singing this song. You, you don't even know as I think back about it. I'm so embarrassed right now. And so, so I'm, I am in love. This girl, I like her. She likes me. I'm singing the song. 
And then those words that I just said right there come out of my mouth. I want to spend the rest of my life, you by my side, forever and ever. And I'm like, in that moment, in my middle school loving heart, I'm like, oh, no. Did I just commit myself to a relationship? Like, because of this slow dance? I, I said these words out loud, and I was, we, I, we made eye contact at one point. A- am I in a committed relationship right now? Like, are we going to tie the knot? Like, what have I done? And like, you know, your, your middle school mind, you're like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? And then the song ended, and we awkwardly walked away from each other. <laughs> and we never dated after that. It was really weird. We went back to our group of friends. Um, but what I, what after that whole long, weird story tonight, what I want you to know is that your relationship with Jesus isn't simply just saying a few words and then thinking, well, did I commit myself to this? Because isn't that what we do sometimes? We're like, Jesus, I'll follow you for the rest of my life. I'll live for you. I'll, I'll do anything for you. Jesus, I love you, and I'll serve you, and all this stuff. And we say the words, and we're like, I, I, did I just commit myself to this? Is this forever? Is this what it means? And we, did I just make a lifelong commitment? And like in, in a passionate moment, we say these few words. And this is really what I want to try to, to get us to grasp in the 167, that, that your only time with Jesus shouldn't be the one hour that you're here. That's not called a commitment. A commitment with someone is when you're with them here, and you're here, and you're here. It's continual, and it's constant. How good would a marriage be? How good my, my marriage with Kristen and I if I only saw her one hour a week? It'd be pretty bad, right? We probably wouldn't make it very long. We wouldn't be together. We can't, we, we can't commit our relationship with Jesus to a, a few simple words, and then we're like, I think I'm committed now. I think this is it. And the only time we spend with him is in the one hour or in the couple hours that we may have. Now, I, I'm not always aware of like the latest latest trends and fashions, obviously. But here's what I have noticed, that things are slowly coming back around to the way that I dressed when I was in high school. That's how old I am. So the, 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 the jeans are getting baggier. No one's wearing really skinny jeans anymore. Praise the Lord. Um, and, and, and like like band shirts, flannels are back, like back bigger, baggier jeans, um, sweater vests. Anybody got your sweater vest yet? It's sweater season, yeah, okay. And here, here's what we do. Here's what we do. We, we listen to the news to be informed. And if you follow fashion, you'll be in style. If you follow food, your belly will be full. If you follow Jesus, though, your life will be fully alive. And it'll be changed. But, but this is what we want to do. Like, we want to follow fashion, so we're looking up fashion. Or, or we want, the, we want the, the newest food trends, if that's what you're into. And so we go after that. We spend time looking at that. Or there's certain news outlets or there's certain things that we want to learn and we want to know. And, and, 
and we'll get to know those things. We'll look up those things. We'll spend time in those things. Maybe you're a gamer and like you spend time looking and playing and being, talking and, and doing all that stuff. I don't understand that word full, world fully, but you, you do you. But when it comes to our relationship with Jesus, it's like, ah, uh, I might be there on a Wednesday night or I, I might show up on Sunday and, and a lot of times, that's the extent of our relationship. So I, I guess I want to ask tonight, who or what are you following? Who or what are you following? Like, is it Jesus? Is it him? Or is it simply the latest trends and the latest fashions and the latest things that come around or the latest political stances or the latest things that are going on? Who or what are you following? It, tonight, we're going to take a, look, a moment and we're going to look at what it means to spend time with Jesus in the 167. So if you got your Bible tonight, we're in Matthew 17. If you don't have your Bible tonight, it, we're going to have it up on the screen for you, and you'll be able to read it along with us. Um, so I, I, this story that we're about to read is, is amazing, and um, you'll, you'll see why here in a few moments. Um, but I love this story. And actually, let's just jump in and read it. It says this, Matthew 17. Uh, we're going to start in verse 1. It says this. Six days later, three of them saw that glory. So here's what's about to happen. Jesus took Peter and the brothers, James and John, and led them up on a high mountain. His appearance changed, talking about Jesus, his appearance changed from the inside out. Right before their eyes, sunlight poured out from his face. Weird experience. His clothes were filled with light. And then they realized that Moses and Elijah were also there in deep conversation with him. Here's where it gets interesting. Well, actually, it was already interesting, but it gets weird. Oh, whatever. Peter broke in. Master, this is a great moment. What would you think if I built three memorials here on this mountain? One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was going on, I like how this way, while he was going on babbling along, it says this, a, a, a light radiant cloud enveloped them and sounding deep in the cloud a voice, this is my son, marked by my love, focus of my delight, listen to him. And then it says, then when the disciples heard it, they fell flat on their faces, scared to death, but Jesus came over and touched them don't be afraid. And when they opened their eyes, they looked around and they saw that it was Jesus, only Jesus. See, I love these verses because it shows right here, and, and there are many other times in the Bible too, but it shows that Jesus intentionally spent time with God. Like even as the son of God, he still spent time with God. Even as like God in the flesh, he still spent time with God. This shows how important it is to make time with God in the 167. See, there, there are actually several places, and I'm just going to list a few, a couple of them here. There's actually several, many places in the Bible where it talks about Jesus going away to pray. He would go into the wilderness. He would go into different places. He would go on mountaintops. He would sneak away. He would go away to pray. Luke 5, 16, it says this, Jesus would often slip off into the wilderness to pray. It's really important. Even Jesus found the importance to get away and pray. Mark 1.35, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, 
left the house and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. He's, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. This is a great moment. We got to do something about this. Actually, we should build a memorial. We'll build one for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. And then it's funny because if you catch this, you see this cloud show up, and then God's like, hey, this is my son. Hush, little one. Like, listen to him. If you see in the verse, it says, listen to him. It's saying basically, Peter, hush your mouth. But what I want you to catch is the importance of this. Even Jesus, Jesus was transformed after spending time with God. Different versions say this, that that light shone from his face, or, or his face shone like the sun. And it makes me wonder, if we spend intentional time with God, could our lives be transformed too? And, and, I, and I'm saying maybe not to the extent where like, I'm a light bulb. N- no. But our lives will begin to transform the more we spend time with God. The more we spend time with him, our lives will begin to change. And, 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 and our lives are going to be so lit up spiritually that people around you are going to notice. Like, here, here's how it'll look. You're going to find joy in your life when you shouldn't have joy. When the rest of the world is crashing around around you, you have joy. You're going to find peace when everyone else is, is battling anxiety because you've been, have spent time with God. You're gonna have hope when everyone else around you seems so hopeless. You've got a future and a plan when everyone else seems lost. That's the thing, kind of things that happen the more and more and more times you spend with Jesus. Imagine what your life would look like if you spent intentional times in the 167. I want you to catch this tonight. If you wanna transform life, Life, it comes from being intentional with God. If you want to transform life, it comes with being intentional with God. Jesus went away to the mountain to pray, and he, at different times he would slip off into the wilderness. He would go early in the morning. He, he, the Bible says even, before, even while it was still dark, he would get away. He would find a spot. He would find a time. It would be quiet. It would be away from people. What, so he would have no distractions. The point is this, what I want you to catch is that Jesus had a time and he had a place and he was intentional about it. So maybe tonight what I want to ask you tonight is where's your mountain? Like where's your wilderness? Where's your quiet spot? Where do you get away to pray? Where do you get away to spend time with God where you can be alone? Maybe a simple, simple way to say this and or to achieve this and I want you to write this down. I want you to catch this tonight and I want you to write it down and then maybe figure it out here in a little bit. But I want you to define your spot and your slot. See, Jesus had a time and a place. He had a spot and he had a time where he spent time with God all the time. I want you to do that. Define it. Write it down. Put it in your notes. Make it a part of your life. Where is that specific moment where you're going to spend time with Jesus? One of our four foundational things that we're going to focus on this year is prayer and and spending time with God. And if you're taking notes, um, you need to define your spot in the slot, and your, your time or your place, write that down. What's my place? What, what is my best in uninterrupted time? Maybe for you, what you need to do, because I don't know about you, and, and I'm, I'm not as cool as you guys are, but my phone's blowing up all the time. Maybe one thing that is important for you is to take a moment and just put that away. Because I, for me, I'm trying to work. I'm trying to do things. Oh, my phone's always lighting up. 
It'll make, it's, it's totally distracting. Take, take, take a 10-minute Sabbath, a 10-minute moment, and just like, hey, I need these 10 minutes with me and God. What are you going to do? What's your spot? What's your slot? How are you going to make that time? What's my place? What's my best interrupted time? Well, I, I, for me, I, I live in a home uh, with, with a wife and three kids. And in the middle of the day, when everyone home is home, is not my spot and it is not my slot. It's not a good time and it's not a good place. So let me tell you where my spot is. And, I, and I've told you guys this a hundred times before, but my spot is, is either early in the morning before everyone else wakes up, which is rare uh, because I'm a nighttime person. And, and so early in the morning before everyone wakes up, that's, that's a good spot for me. That's a good time for me. And, or, or actually my favorite spot is in when I'm in my car. And I know not of you, all of you guys are drivers just yet, and that's okay. But for me, I have the best worship and prayer times when I'm driving down the road. Like, if you pass me, you would think I was a total weirdo because I'm, go, I'm singing to the top of my lungs. I'm probably crying a little bit, too, because I'm kind of a baby. And, and I'm, but I'm not raising my hands, though, because that would be dangerous. But, but those are my moments. Those are my times where I'm like, yeah, God, you and me, let's do this. And I'm singing, and I'm worshiping, and I'm praising, and I'm praying, and I just can't get enough in it. And what that does is that sets the tone that sets the attitude of my heart. That sets me looking forward. That gives me hope. That gives me joy. That gives me peace. And that sets the foundation for the rest of the 167. All right, grab your seat real fast. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in just a moment. Um, just wanna wanna close you close and, and kind of challenge you guys with this. One thing that we said tonight is that if you want to transform life, you have to have intentional time with God. 